Hello, my podcast family, and welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook at Caregiving is a Ministry, all one word. Today we're on Promise 29, and that is the promise of prosperity. Now, I know many of you have been waiting for this one, right? And honestly, I wondered why the Lord didn't give this promise first, or at least earlier than now. So many of our sisters and brothers, I think, focus on the benefits um, of God and the prosperity. And I know you've heard of the prosperity movement and the name and claim it and all of those good things. And so they're looking for the benefits and they overlook the relationship with God. And I think God wants us to want him for him, not for all that he can do remembering that he is a jealous God and he wants our whole attention and he requires that we come to him honestly and in obedience and so that's why I think he made this one come to me toward the end there are many scriptures that speak to prosperity but I think these three capture how God looks at it and so I will be reading from the New International Version. And the first scripture that I will read comes from Joshua 1 and 8. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Deuteronomy 8:18. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth, and so confirms his covenant which he swore to your ancestors as it is today. Malachi 3.10 Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be found food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. Are you noticing what prosperity is linked to in these scriptures? Our success hinges on two things. First, our recognizing or prioritizing God in our lives to elevate him. Above all, Deuteronomy tells us that it is God who gives us the ability to be successful, to produce wealth. And we know that the first commandment is to honor the Lord our God with all our heart, right? So we need to make sure that God has our full attention and the priority in our lives. Second is to be obedient to his direction, to pause, to hear the words of the Holy Spirit that give us the direction as to where we are to go. This is in keeping, in keeping the book of the law as it's written in Joshua right? It's hearing the direction that God is giving us by digging into his word, by knowing who he is personally. We see the obedience in both Joshua and in Malachi. Joshua in knowing the law, Malachi in bringing the tithe. Bringing the tithe guarantees God's extra blessing. And when I I say extra, because that's what it says in scripture, right? That he will pour out, open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much that there's not room to receive. 
that's extra. (laughs) And I don't know about you, but I like extra, extra blessings, that is. Yet how many of us forfeit our, and I'm using air quotes here, extra? We forfeit it. Why? I think it's because we don't clearly understand what giving to God is, what it symbolizes. What's at the heart of our giving? Or what should be at the heart of our giving? Why do we give? You know why we give? Because God requires it. If you read the Old Testament in Deuteronomy, when Moses is recounting the law to a new generation who did not come out of Egypt, and, and the festivals and everything that God wanted the Israelites to, to commemorate for him. There were three. He states, you will not come to me empty-handed. God requires stuff from us. <laughs> so because God requires it, we are to do it. Based on all of the promises that we've already identified, right? Can we not give out of our love for him as well as our obedience? And that's a question that only you can answer. We cannot look at our giving as merely giving to the church or to the pastor or what have you. We're giving to God. And the church that we are affiliated with really is the vehicle that he chooses to use to receive his offering. Now, if you have issues with how funds are being used at your church, the first thing you do is pray about it. Seek the Holy Spirit's direction. Seek clarification. And then if the Holy Spirit nudges you and you're still bothered, then you go to the administration office, you know, the finance office, the deacon, the pastor, whomever, and you talk about your concerns. After that, if you still do not have peace, then perhaps it's time for you to relocate to another church a church where the funds are being used in alignment with the will of God. Notice that the option here is never not to give. Giving is both an act of obedience, because that's what he requires, and of worship, because he deserves it and you love him. You cannot worship God empty-handed. We are to come with God offering praise and thanksgiving and with the wealth that he as we determined, right, in Deuteronomy, gave us the ability to gain or amass. It's God's anyway. God will make you prosperous and successful. Who doesn't want that? But we need to remember that it requires commitment on our part. It requires something of us. Reiterated that, I'm going to reiterate that we what we covered in another episode that prosperity comes in many forms it's in, it's not only money it can be health a good job good relationships favor on the job favor when you go into a store <laughs> you know everything don't limit it to just money i know we live in a world where money is king and it speaks we need currency to do some things but god has a totally different definition of being prosperous about being successful and of course we know that success can be defined in whatever it is that you set your hands to do whether it be professional or personal that they come out 
in a favorable manner. That, that it comes out as you plan them, if not better, success. But what I want to make clear, though, is that we will be prosperous. And while we will be prosperous and successful, that still does not mean that trials and tribulation will not come. It does not mean that you won't have hard times. God can still prosper you and make you successful, and you still have to go through trials and tribulations. It's just the world that we live in, but we're still to trust God. But know that prosperity is a promise. Expect it, but know that there's a part that you have to play as well. Are you obedient to what he's asked you to do? Do you know his word and therefore know him? Do you hide it in your heart? Do you recognize it is him that has given you the ability to do everything that you can do? You know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Being successful, being prosperous is part of that. And so I just want you to remind, I just want to remind you that following God means following him, following him in everything. When everything is working out your way and when nothing is working out your way. That's really when you need to follow him, right? And even in this season of caregiving, I want you to know that God is still prospering you. That you are still successful. Learn to look at the cup as half full versus half empty. Change your mindset. Ask him to expand your definition of prosperous. He'll do it for you. And then I'm confident that when you ask that question and when you start looking at things as a glass half full, you'll realize just how prosperous you already are. Let's pray. Thank you for being a God who's real. A God who knows what we need right here, right now. And a God who hmm, wants to give us good gifts. Who wants to pour out blessings for us who does pour out blessings for us and who desires us to be prosperous help us to know that that prosperity does come with a commitment on our part that we enter into a covenant relationship with you it's not just that we come to you asking gimme 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 but we come to you asking you to give us because we know we're your children and we're walking in accordance with your will and your way that we are your children who aren't estranged from you, but who know you intimately, who you have the priority in our hearts and in our lives. Of course you will open up windows of heaven for us when we give you what you have already deemed as yours. Of course you will make us prosperous when we come before you and we lay our plans before you and we ask for direction. You are a good God and you have wonderful gifts in store for us. But help us to seek you first, to seek the relationship that guards our hearts, that transcends all understanding, that gives us peace before we start looking for the handout, so to speak. Help us to trust you. Help us to learn how to be obedient and how to worship you by not coming to you empty-handed. 
Even when we pray, Lord, help us to remember that we come to you with praise and thanksgiving first before we ask a petition of you. That you are a God who requires of us and that you give it to us in order to give back to you. Touch hearts today. Change our concept of giving and worshiping you. And change our definition of prosperity. Help the caregivers, Father, to recognize how prosperous they already are. And help them to be successful in this journey of caregiving. Thank you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, my podcast family. Go and minister the act of caregiving. In the name of Jesus. Bye.